0: Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Ami Lutwak. Ami Lutwak is the Chief Technology Officer and Co-Founder of WIZ. He has more than 15 years of experience in information security and is an expert in cloud security, spanning infrastructure, networks, and application development. Previously, Ami was the CTO of Adalom a leading cloud access security broker prior to its acquisition by Microsoft in July 2015. At Microsoft, he was the CTO of Microsoft's cloud security group and led product innovation for Microsoft's Israelis R&D group, overseeing acquisitions and incubation projects for leading products such as Azure Security Center, Azure Sentinel, and Azure Advanced Threat Protection. Lutwak served roles as R&D team leader and group architect in the Israeli Intelligence Corps and holds a Master's of Science and a Bachelor of Science in Computer Science from the Hebrew University. He has been featured as a cybersecurity expert in Forbes and ranked number 24 on Globe Israel's People of the Year list in 2016. Well, good afternoon, Ami. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. It's really great to be here. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ami. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I know that uh, our time zones are about seven hours apart, uh, you being in the great country of Israel. So again, appreciate your time today. And we're going to jump right into these questions when we want to talk about your story. So Ami, you've got quite the career in technology as an entrepreneur, architect, chief technology officer, and now you're the co-founder and CTO of Wiz. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Um, yeah, so,
1: I mean, so I'm I'm a CTO. Basically, in the last uh, 10 years, I was the CTO of my first startup, Adalum, then uh, the CTO in the, uh, the Microsoft uh, Cloud Security Group, and now uh, CTO of Wiz. And for me, I think there's two main aspects. First of all, I love being in a startup and, and, and founding a startup. Because the key in startup is actually not me. It's not about me or my role. It's about the team and the goal. And that's what I love so much about a startup. There is an amazing team, and I'm working with the same founding team for uh, I know them for 20 years now. Um, so the team and the goal. We are all working. There is no politics in a startup because we are all working towards the same goal, which is to change the world. Um, and I think for me, in terms of um, a CTO, um, I feel my, my basic, basic role is to um, basically find a, a basic problem that no one is solving today and solve that problem. Um, I, I always feel it's like, a, you know, you go to a, a concert and there's so many people there and you feel, oh, I have no way to go into the crowd and find a place. You, you, you look at the crowd and say, oh, from the outside, you think, oh, Everything is taken, there's no more uh, open places. But then you start going through the crowd and then you just find an open spot that you wouldn't see from the outside. And this is exactly the, the art of a startup and what I have to do. Look at the world, You know, look at cybersecurity, look at cloud security and everyone would think, oh, everything is already taken. Every, everyone are already doing everything that's needed. But what I look at is, no, I'm looking at the holes. I'm looking at the real the problems that no one is actually solving the basic problems. That these you are know, for me the the gaps, um, and this is what's so exciting. Once you start building them, people see the solution. They say, "Wow, you're right. That was really my problem, and no one was solving it." This feeling is is what I love so much.
0: That's amazing, and uh, you're absolutely right. You've got the right attitude. I can I can hear it in your voice you're inspired, you're passionate about what you're doing uh, to help the world, and and you're bringing your team with you, which is amazing. So, thank you for sharing, Ami. So, Ami, let's talk a little bit more about um, this uh, thing called COVID, right? So, could you tell us why starting completely remote because of COVID was ultimately a positive for your startup because of the record-breaking speed it enabled? And what did your... Uh, what did you really learn from reaching a $1.7 valuation just after one year?
1: So, um, uh, you're right. I mean, COVID was uh, obviously uh, a, very, a year, I would say, a year and a half with a lot of challenges. But you're right, That for us, for Wies. uh I remember I was uh, at the RSA conference last year. That was just when COVID uh, really broke out in the U.S., um, and that was exactly what we started with. And there's a few factors about COVID that helped uh, us as, a, as an enterprise security startup uh, um, to succeed. And first of all, um, uh, cloud, you know, uh, when uh, COVID actually accelerated cloud and we do cloud security. So it, it gave us amazing uh, a push to the market that we are uh, playing at to become maybe one of the most important problems for, for customers to solve. But more than that, as a startup, and think about it, we are able to leverage the best talent in the world, right? We never met the entire team, even until today, the company has never met. Just recently, I met some of the VPs, right? The ability to recruit remotely, the best talent is, uh, unlocks so much, uh, and, uh, so much talent for, for a startup like us, that was never available before that a truly remote company, just imagine the founders and the VPs have never met. Now it also unlocks, and this is critical for an enterprise startup. It it, it does allows us to reach to amazing uh, sales. And that also helped us reach the valuation that is unprecedented. Enterprise sales, full enterprise sales cycles without meeting the customer. And I'm talking about the the largest customers, uh, financial customers, uh, like Home Depot, like MassMutual, customers that uh, would have taken years to do a sales cycle and you you would have had to be there on site so many times, right? But COVID changed that. And now people see that they can actually do a sales cycle without the need to actually be on-premise. And this is a great value for startups that don't have the sales force across the world, right? And, And this allowed us to reach the amazing numbers in sales, because if you have an amazing product and there is a need, usually there was a barrier of the sales force that only the large company had. Now this barrier does not exist anymore. And the third component is funding. We were able to get funding from uh, investors that actually never met us. And I'm talking about hundreds of millions of dollars from investors that met us only over Zoom. That is practically unbelievable and was not actually thinkable um, just a year ago. Um, And just again, to summarize the funding, the team, the the sales, all of that were greatly accelerated because we are moving to a remote world. And this is amazing for a startup that doesn't have all of the physical resources, but has the best product, right? So I can reach my audience much quicker. And, And in general, in terms of how we reached uh, the, the 1.7 valuation and yeah, I mean, so fast and I, I would, it's fastest in history. So obviously I would have never expected that. Part of it is, is basically of the acceleration. The other part is that we have very unique experience because we were in a startup that got acquired by Microsoft and we learned in Microsoft, the art of scaling. So when we started this startup from day one we, we had actually two goals solving an amazing problem, which is a startup problem, but also building it from day one in a scalable fashion, like the Microsoft approach. So our team now has two superpowers. Everything that we do is, uh, is scalable from day one to huge customers, but also geared towards solving um, uh, new problems. And I think that's what allowed us because in everything that we do, we do not act like a startup. Uh, we are acting as a company planning for scale. And I think that's the secret. If you really want to build a a, a big startup, you need to think about scale from day one, about compliance from day one, about security from day one. Don't push anything to the future, right? Because if you really want to grow fast, you need to solve all of these issues from day one.
0: Great. I love that. Um, And you're speaking true success where you're envisioning um, as you're running a large, mature company uh, at day one. uh, And again, you know, the human brain doesn't know the difference between reality and, and uh, what's not real, right? So you've done a great job in moving this forward. So I appreciate you sharing your story. I think this is very helpful for our audience. So Ami, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there anything you might be able to share with us today?
1: Yes. So I think one of the key technologies that we use at uh, uh, Wiz, which is, uh, I believe is going to be a, a key technology for many industries is graphs. We are using a graph database. Uh, specifically, we're using AWS Neptune. Um, we're using a graph to represent the cloud environment. So we are representing the, all of the network structure and the identity structure and the virtual machines and the containers, all of them in a single graph, because this allows us for the first time, it wasn't available as a technology before that, for the first time to represent for a security team, the entire structure of the cloud environment. Now. I believe the uh, graph technology is going to change a lot of industries, not only for security, because think about it, our world is a graph. So I believe that BI is going to be graph-based. And I believe that many use cases that we have today for um, um, databases are actually better fitted for graph databases because it allows us, and again, I can see it in Wiz for security, it allows us to ask questions that are much more um, natural and we are able to represent the environment in a much better way than all of the security products until today where that we're using basically tables and, and just list of logs. It changes everything. And I believe a graph technology can, can be used in so many other areas as well. And I foresee that this uh, graph technology, you, we will be seeing it in many other uh, areas, maybe even in HR, maybe in business intelligence, maybe in In finance, because that's the world. The world is a graph. It's not papers.
0: I love that. And you're right. We're at a point in, I would say, our lifetime where things have really transitioned from uh, kind of that, you know, gray world to more of a color world, more of a visualization. So thank you for sharing that. And last question, Ami, can you leave us with a takeaway on some trends and challenges in cloud security today?
1: Yes, so when we look at cloud security um, and and as I said, I always look at the basic problems that no one solves and really are the the problems that you really need to solve. So the key problem in cloud and not only cloud security is complexity. Cloud is uh, so complex that I would say, I I always say that I'm the CTO and, uh, and I don't know about all of the technologies in our cloud stack. And I actually think that no one in the dev org knows about all of the technologies because, you know, there, you have front end, you have back end, you have different parts of the team. No one really knows everything. You have so many databases There's so many complexity in each cloud provider. There is identity uh, in each cloud provider and there's networking and all of those are highly complex. The cloud complexity creates a, a, a situation where the security team don't have really the tools, if you think about it, to really sign and say, yes, this is secure. It's almost impossible today because the environment is so complex. It changes all of the time. Developers can push code every every hour. There's hundreds of services. There's so many technologies. So today the problem is that even like the most simple questions, like if I ask a security, do you have an exposed database, right? Because that's most breaches occur from exposed databases. This is actually an answer that with existing tools it's really, really hard to answer because of cloud complexity. Why? Because maybe the database is a cloud database. Maybe the database is running on a VM. Maybe it's running on a container. Even if it's running on a database a database on a VM, how do I know that? How do I know if the VM is somehow exposed to the internet? Or maybe it's a container. How do I analyze the exposure? Or maybe it's a cloud database. So there's so many different ways to run a database, so, so many different number of databases, so many different ways to expose the database. So... Even a simple question, which you can agree, this is like the basic question for cloud security. Do I have an exposed database? is almost impossible to answer with current tools and current approaches. And by the way, that was the basic question that we wanted to solve a twist. Let's understand the cloud for you, understand all of the layers, all of the workloads, all of the networking and identity, and then answer using our graph simple questions, which are the most critical questions for security.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing. And I, I know that it, uh, over time um, the world that we live in around technology has really advanced and has become very complicated and it's harder and harder to secure uh, the way we uh, manage the, these technologies. So I appreciate your insights on that and the products and services that you provide to help us keep us all secure. Thank you again. And Ami, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Bye for now.